Hello. Hello. Come back. Thank you. And you too. Thank you. Good weekend. Good weekend. Um, yes, that was the full moon. You know about that. I you did. Get, you gave a full moon ceremony and I did too. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on. It was affecting a lot of people, yes? Yes, it was. So, um, yeah. And now we're here. So what did you want what did you want to discuss today? Well, I was thinking about something that you mentioned and also when you mentioned the full moon, a lot of people do ceremony um, because they want to connect with themselves to find out what their next step is or what you know what they're passionate about. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I usually do during my full moon sessions is connecting first with everything we want to let go of and then everything also what's already there you know like in the dna so to say to really activate that and make it come up <laughs> so in the dna like say more about that yeah, so this is like this new territory where I'm exploring now that we all have this blueprint. You know, you have this blueprint for when you are born for how you physically look with with your skin color and your eyes and your hair and, and everything. So you will turn out to be a certain human being. But there's also more like the soul I guess, soul codes in the DNA. Mm -hmm. Like not only, it's not only about your physical appearance, but also like where do you grow up and the lessons you learn and maybe later also what comes out of you as a person, your passion or your mission or whatever you have to offer the world. So by doing all these ceremonies, it's really a way for me and I've, I've done it now for, you know, over, well, over the last six months, I guess, every, every month, it's really a way of um, again and again, connecting to my, well, most inner being and to activate it so it can come out and be here. And, and make something happen on earth in through this physical form. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, that's uh, it, it's amazing that you found that it lines up with the moon, the lunar cycle. How did you come to that um, discovery? Um, well, there, you know, how did I come to that? It's just like a gradual realization, I guess. It's not like instant. But but with the moon, it's like this inherent feeling of, you know, of being a spiritual species. <laughs> mm -hmm. Where we, and especially maybe as women, we are connected to the moon and the cycles and the, and the, and the rising of the of the water and the, uh, and the tides and everything. 
So our our whole cycle is connected also to the moon and nature. So it it just rose up. I mean, not only in me, but also collectively, you know, there are more and more people really interested in this and more and more, more people are leading these moon ceremonies or all kinds of ceremonies, which seems to be a, a bit like forgotten, you know, knowledge. And now suddenly we all are, you, me, are, me, I'm doing it, you are doing it. <laughs> and we are channeling this, well, old and new energies and creating all these sacred spaces and, and um, energy spaces where people can come together and transform or activate or let go of old energy and make space for new energy and, and really connect it, connecting it to, you know, our inner world and then as a result of that also to the outer world. But it's just rising up more and more, I guess, from yeah, inside yeah. of me and inside of, you know, the collective also. Yeah, I, I've noticed that too. And it seems like um, the uh, awakening of so many of the indigenous groups who weren't allowed to practice their ceremonies publicly for a long time. Um, you know, there's the Hopi calendar. There are other um, calendars that are associated with the moon and the energy of the moon. And on the full moon, the, uh, the energy is at its peak or its strongest. So it makes sense that more people wanting to do these special ceremonies yeah. to discover who they are or yeah. to let go of old, old traumas. And yeah. And that also gives you a certain, you know, like a rhythm. Like usually you go into process and then, well, you let go of it again and then but if you have this every full moon you do it you you keep yourself in this motion and you keep like supporting your own process or your own inner waters and yeah building strength and that's also what we do also in 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 groups you know like we create this amplified field where we can really yeah see more of ourselves also and work with with more powerful energies that by yourself are more difficult to access or to find maybe. There's something about the group coming together that amplifies the energy. Yeah. Changed it because we're co-creating whatever it is that's in that circle. Yeah. At that time. Yeah, and it's also just physics, you know, we all have this bandwidth and combining all this bandwidth, we make this amplified field. It's it's only, you know, it's very natural physics. <laughs> yeah, that's how I see it. I also see it, you know, just waves and, and bandwidth and power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So these, I know that um, here in in Florida, there were about wow, at least six different Native um, American or Indigenous people of um, Turtle Island ceremonies, um, medicinal ceremonies, and I know that they're very powerful, and these ceremonies can do a, 
a lot of different things. Clear old traumas, belief systems, allow us to peek into the other realm or dimensions, and also to connect with um, your purpose or the, ind the individual purpose for being here, passion, as well as the group purpose and the collective purpose. Yeah, Do you beautiful. find that to be true for you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we obviously have a, a very different culture. And at the same time, all the, all the things we know come also come from, you know, from the Native Americans and, and, and all the indigenous cultures, not so much from Europe, but more from, you know, people are really interested in shamanism and everything, well, indigenous, to, because we don't have that, you know, or seem, don't seem to have this kind of roots. Of course we do, but nobody is practicing anymore. So the the older generations do not really practice. You know, normally you get all these insights and everything passed on by a lineage. Right. Well, it's not how our culture is structured. And I really do miss that also. So we had to turn to different cultures also. But now it seems that also from within or from i don't know where it comes from but you know a, a, like a new form is is birthed into the world mm -hmm. so for me it just comes very naturally also although i'm dutch and <laughs> not connected to a certain lineage it feels very natural yeah so and more and more people are are designing these kind of ceremonies, and especially now when when there's this possibility of doing it also online, you know you can gather with vast amounts of people mm -hmm. doing meditations, ceremonies, healing circles, whatever right. yeah yeah, so it 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 certainly has a is very supportive if you want to, you know, go deeper inside and connect to your purpose or your passion or and and find whatever is in the way of that. What's what's suppressing it maybe or what's not helpful in developing it. So my ceremonies are also, you know, always two ways. We first go to where the healing is needed. Mm -hmm. So everything that's not authentic yet or is being suppressed or old energy, whatever, is stuck in our bodies or emotional fields. And then we clear that and then we go to the other side, whatever wants to be activated or, you know, downloaded into the body or consciousness. Yeah. Right. And then of course it it's it's energy. So you don't know where it's going or what will happen. But something you you, you will see that the more you the more you repeat, the energy starts to have a power of its own. It's going to work through you. 
and through your life and clear up kind of certain kind of things like certain people maybe or you have to let go of your old job or whatever it has an effect on your life and you you cannot really control it yeah so how is it that we um yeah how is it that you can find or you teach or maybe human beings can find their purpose or their passion yeah what do you see happening well i can only maybe refer to my own process because I get a lot of people in my practice who ask, what is my purpose? And then they really long for me to answer. So you have to go there and you have to go there. But usually I don't really see it. You know, it's like, and, and basically because people haven't taken the time yet to dive into their selves, into their own inner world and being. So what I know about my own process is to really discover it or to be able to manifest it or to work with it and, and to make money of it because that's what people mostly are most, most um, um, curious about maybe. When can I you know, earn money with the thing that I really am passionate about? Mm-hmm. That it takes time. You know, it really takes a long time to discover the purpose because it's connected to your soul. It's not connected to your personality. And and what I see is that people really want to solve this question in the realm of their personality. Mm. While it is more a question of the soul. And... How much time does it take, do you think, to connect to your soul? It's, it's, you know, that's, that's like a lifelong process. It's not instant. It's, a, it's such a different space from your personality. But people really want to do it from within their personality. But the personality is much more constricted and... If you wanna want to live from your soul's purpose, then you really have to break down certain images or restrictions or boundaries in your personality. So, so challenging belief system. Yeah, that's one thing, but there are many more. There are many more you can Imagine if you, you know, your purpose is to transmit universal love, mm-hmm. for example, then, then you really have to open your heart. And opening your heart really is connected also to, to healing the pain or to, you know, letting go of the people that are not really in line with this big heart of yours mm-hmm. yeah so these are some some things that i know about it how about you <laughs> well a lot of what you said i, I completely uh, agree with as far as first definitely connecting into your 
your soul, your soul's purpose. Um, and, you know, healing those early woundings. How I, I think I differ is that I do believe um, that it can be instant, instantaneous. Mm -hmm. um, letting go of the personality is definitely, definitely the one of the most important pieces in that regard. And so looking at your early childhood, you know, what you didn't have, um, and looking at and questioning cultural, cultural beliefs um, and values. And it's, if I look at myself and what was a necessity for me, or even others who were in my circumstances, you know, as a, as a black person, in the States, there are certain things that we're told uh, we can aspire to have, but the rules are different, you know, and depending on where you grew up or for a lot of people, they have one or two options. Okay. And some of those options have to do with being in the entertainment world or um, playing a sport. Yeah. And that's an escape. So their circumstances could be, could lead them in the direction to really focus on their physical bodies, strengthening their physical bodies, over connecting with their minds. Um, and very few people are learning how to connect on a spiritual level, especially if they're told through dogmatic beliefs that they have to go and follow these rules in order to do this and to do this, they miss out on connecting with themselves. Okay, so the not knowing whether you're gonna have a meal in the morning or not knowing whether you're going to have a place to live, you know, uh, that creates a lot of stress and drama. So for me, I connected into divine at a very young age. And even though my circumstances were rough, I had that strong inner understanding or faith um, that would lead me in this direction. And through my circumstances and woundings, I somehow found things or aligned with people um, who would demonstrate or show me or yeah, there are specific qualities that I liked. For example, I'm a big fan of um, Muhammad Ali as, a, as an icon and what he overcame, what he challenged he, himself to do, what he went through at, that, at his time, working both with um, civil rights and um, being who he is he overcame his challenges. He set his intention, whether he understood that or not. And I do believe that he, he did understand it. He set his intention to accomplish something specific. His circumstances led him to become a boxer. Hmm. He just happened to have talent and people who believed in him. But that wasn't his passion, though. But he, his passion was so much bigger but boxing 
becoming the world champion allowed him to fulfill his passion or live his passion. He had the form or the platform to be able to reach mass amounts of people. Okay. So, so what was his passion then? To connect with a, a, a large group of people to help overcome the challenges that he was facing and people of color were facing. Is this, this man who represented his country when he came back from the Olympics, he thought he would be treated in a certain way. And he was rejected. He was still treated like he was a second-class citizen. And this is a kid who understood something. Um, I don't even think he was you know, 20 years old yet. Okay, He thought that he would be elevated in some way, treated differently by um, white Americans. And when that realization came to him, he was disgusted. He ended up throwing his Olympic gold medals into the water. And he understood what he needed to do in order to be the world champion. And he, that, was, that was his purpose until the next purpose, the bigger purpose came forward. And it took hard work. It took um, connecting to uh, his inside, his internal being, his soul, his spirit, or whatever anybody wants to call it, and then aligning himself with the right people. And his platform, his, his beliefs, allowed him to be seen on even a larger scale. And so that's where I say, well, that's my passion might be the law, okay? Because I saw an injustice done when I was a kid and I wanted to get that changed. But my love for the law, this is where I totally agree with you, isn't enough to <laughs> get me to manifest anything. Yeah. So, but it's a start. It's a great intention. It's a great way of looking at it but then the other pieces like you said have to come in yeah yeah it's also that i see i just see a lot of people who are really interested in their purpose mm -hmm. or their passion usually quite you know skilled people mm -hmm. who are really bored with what they do i like that you said that uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so they come to a point where they realize and mostly they're you know around 40 or in their late 30s i guess mm -hmm. where they realize that they have achieved everything uh, money wise and you know status and everything and are not really content still or lead fulfilling lives so that's where the, that's the part where I say it doesn't come overnight. You know, these people really have to to go deeper inside because on the outside they've already done it. You know, it's, it, they gained everything there was you know, within their beliefs, it, within their beliefs and the, and the, and and the uh, well and the culture and everything. So. 
but now they start to feel that they are not fulfilled and they have to and then you re you really have to develop new like new dimensions of yourself because a lot of energy has gone into development of whatever like you say like strength or their mental capabilities or their knowledge or whatever. But obviously this is not what they came to do here. There's something else which they don't know yet. And in order to know that you have to go inside and start cultivating something else, something new. Something unknown yet. <laughs> yes. And that's the difficult part. You know, it's unknown yet. So they ask me, what should I do? Where should I go? And, and I only can say, well, see where life takes you and, and, and do whatever makes your heart sing. Whatever it is, even if it means quitting your job and not making money anymore. You know, there's some kind of things you can do, but usually people are more comfortable where they are. And they want, they want, don't, and that's the part, they want, don't want to lose what they have and still live their passion. There, that's, I love that. You made yeah. that statement. yeah, and I don't think that's possible. I agree with you. Most of the times. I mean, sure, everything that you're doing already is part of your path and, and, and is needed also what you, for what you will eventually do and, and, and make your money with for a lot of people. But usually you have to sacrifice your way of living or being or believing. or That's it. As you say all of those things, I um, I picture the lower chakras or the lower vibrations. Yeah. And if we think we do something, we take a career or we get a job um, to have safety or to have financial stability, all of those things come from the lower vibrations or the lower chakras. Uh, the first chakra giving us um, that um, grounding and the feeling of safety and that passion and second chakra and then the mental pieces third chakra and then love if that's the right time to have love in your life coming from uh, fourth and then you know as we go up through the chakras being able to speak your truth hear your truth know the truth coming from or stemming or the origin being in the fifth chakra and a lot of people get stuck there. They are, like you said, they're so afraid of giving up what they have, that sense of safety and control. And then, you know, they go back down to the third chakra and that mental place over and over again. Yeah. And if, and if culture tells you, oh, uh, you have to maintain your job, you know, this is, this is stability and you need that. You have to raise a family. 
you have to follow these rules in order to be seen as successful. And they never go up. They never connect beyond just that. And a lot of people get into relationships because they're told by society, this is what you need to do. So rather than moving past the fourth chakra and really finding love okay, and connecting everything else, they get stuck and they go back down the ladder, third chakra. And then because they haven't really worked through the lower level things, the lower vibratory things, they start all over again, feeling unsafe feeling the anger, the frustration, the sadness. And then the mind starts playing tricks on you. People start questioning you. So is that part of what ceremony does mm-hmm. to work through those those lower chakras, so to speak? And- yeah, for me, for me they do, yes. And and working through those lower chakras really helps you also to you know to find this real stability and this real safety inside as soon as you start to heal this you know these childhood traumas of unsafety and and maybe violence or whatever then you start to yeah it's for me also like you're building your own ground on which you can stand and where you can really let the higher energy, the the lights or the higher frequencies really ground into your own body. And when you start to be able to work with them, mm-hmm. but before when you're not really grounded in yourself and in those lower chakras, then, then it all can stay in the mind and they, the, your, your, your passion can be a fantasy, which you will never be able to really manifest. So a lot of people also, the other, you know, it, it's like the other type that's, <laughs> that lives mostly in the, in the higher chakras. Right. They have difficulties to come down to and to, manifest what they really long for. They might know it, what it is, and still they haven't made it through the body, into the earth, into manifestation. So So it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, in the love and the light. In the love and the light. (laughs) And I find that more, you know, uh, I find that more challenging to also to work with people who are more, you know, connected to the love and the light and not wanting to go deeper into the lower chakras. Because I think that there's a lot of power and strength and, and also fire to, you know, manifest what you want. And you cannot do it only on your your big dreams and great fantasies and, you know, what we know from spiritual books mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when we look at the different spiritual people um, who um, have come through and who've been our teachers, they've all worked on the lower chakras first. Yeah. 
they had to, they had to work through their anger, their grief and their, yeah. their emotions before they were able to start to manifest instantaneously. I mean, they had doubt, they had lots of things that come up. So I've noticed that a lot of people come in believing, um, well, I would say doing a spiritual bypass rather than really processing things through through their entire system, their, their physical body, their emotional bodies, the org field, and having things um, manifest. Um, and if they do it that way, I don't see them having it for long. Hmm. What do you think? Having it for long? How do you mean? Yeah, so if you have these big dreams, oh, they're sure. not grounded. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you really need to go down first before you go up. But that's that's been my path. You know, I've started on the... <laughs> because when I went to the Barbara Brennan School, I really, really went into the process and go deep into the first chakra. So, you know, I always would encourage people to do that. And And only later on is it that I started to, you know acknowledge my own higher <laughs> dimensions or <laughs> spirituality but i always managed to to keep it i think like earthly or <laughs> not very spiritual but very practical and very down to earth um so but that's my way of doing it so that's also that's also where my passion is but I had to do it first. So that's, if you really want to teach people, I guess you have to go first. So, and that's also how you get to know your passion. You go first because you've gone there. You know what the lessons are. You know, you know the territory. You can really guide people through the territory. Okay. So usually your passion is about something you yourself have overcome and and mastered it's all about mastery for me but you know <laughs> agreed i agree totally 100%. yeah yeah when i think of um what we do if we have when we do this work from the bottom up there's a strong foundation it's yeah. very stable solid yeah if we do it from the other way imagine turning the pyramid upside down and the bottom of the pyramid is up there's no stability there yeah there's no grounding so there may be um, a deep fear of losing everything everything that i've gained or they've gained and no real connection and um, i i see that when people do it that way and this is what i've observed is People do whatever they feel comfortable doing. They're going to a yogi, um, a kundalini class, and they've never done anything before. They've never learned how to ground. However, they're doing all of this major breath work, and they blow their crown chakra wide open, and they don't know what they're doing, and it can develop into schizophrenia or some type of mental disorder because it was so fast and there was no um, time in between to understand anything. 
Mm. And I've also seen that with people who have done LSD, where their minds are just, they can't deal with everything that they've, they've seen or experienced. They can't come back because they haven't done the grounding or inner work. Yeah, yeah. We really need space to integrate all these experiences. Yeah, yeah. So, what is your passion? My passion this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it evolves. It's never the same, or it's building. It's also building, isn't it? It's building. Yes, yeah. Yes. Well. It's interesting, as I was thinking about this, um, as I was starting to learn how to manifest things, I would have doubts about what I was worthy of. Mm. Okay. So I would see things and I'd say, oh, I want this. That would be great for me to have this. Wow, that would be wonderful. I could never, so for example, I saw myself driving a specific car I love this car. I've heard so much about this car. I think we talked about you wanted a BMW or something. For me, it was an Audi. I saw the color of it, everything. I went to a used car dealership and that car was right there. However, I could not believe that I was worthy of anything brand new. And those are some of the obstacles that I would have to um, overcome. It's like, oh, well, I want this, but, you know, I, don't, I can't see how it's going to happen. I, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough, blah, 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 eh, all that stuff. Once I started to understand that, yes, I am worthy. Yes, we can manifest. Yes, then things quickly change for me. So where I'm going with this is, at one time, I wanted to teach um, globally. And for me, I would picture getting on a plane, going to the airport, getting on the plane, flying from this country to this country to this country. My time teaching in Europe was exhausting, okay? Having two children who were tiny, the time difference and having to go um, to Europe a few days early just wore me out okay it was a lot um plus you know i was in school and all of these other things it was wow this is a lot how can i don't see how anybody can do this never once did it dawn on me that i could teach globally like this mm, yeah you know from Zoom yeah or yeah so my limited understanding uh, prevented me from seeing this bigger picture. So that's that was my passion at that time. Now I'm doing it. And so I have another passion. And so another passion was to do a podcast. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the entire purpose of all of this, this is communication, communication and healing with you know, on a global level. So I was able to do that um, this past weekend on, on the full moon. 
and I did a global healing and people from all over the place, all over the world, and intergalactically bringing beings in. And it was amazing. And also channeling, that was another passion. I overcame that limiting belief of fear and channeled in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about your passions, isn't it? That that you really have to do it, even though it's so scary or you don't believe you can do it or you feel not ready. Usually you're not really ready to, you know, to do whatever your passion is. So that's the other thing that I see in a lot of clients. They really want to perfect. They they need to do another course and they need to do, you know, more more healings and more. But, you know, you just have to also just step over this line where you limit yourself and just do it because that's how your passion really comes to life and starts to, you know, to build or to, to grow, but you have to do it. <laughs> and that's, that's something that a lot of people are really anxious about because who, who is waiting for you or who, <laughs> Who wants to listen to whatever you have to say? Or, you know, who am I to speak all those things? Or, yeah, it's really yeah. scary. It's really scary. As soon, and that's the other part also. It's really scary because it's so vulnerable. It's really about yourself and and who you are and, and, and your your deepest longings. And, and that's really scary to reveal because you know you start to be very vulnerable when you reveal those inner parts of yourself exactly yeah. yeah yeah and as soon as you try to really try to protect yourself from whatever other people think or believe <laughs> then it's quite uneasy <laughs> to live your passion because <laughs> you know there's a whole world out there maybe having judgments maybe maybe yeah yeah like but, but the, yeah but that's the thing you know i just like doing it i like doing this and you know being part of this and yeah there might be people that really judge this but it makes me happy me too right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, and that's part of the resistance that I had for a long time is you know, the perfection. Oh, it won't be good enough. Whatever, you know, just get it out there. Do it. Go. Yeah. Challenge all of those beliefs. Challenge yeah. those that perfectionism. Yeah. Rigidity. Yeah. And then you see that suddenly a lot of people like it because you're really authentic and. <laughs> And then you're like really amazed how this works. <laughs> At yeah. least I am. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but see, that's the that's the key is for me, I would keep my passions on my longings inside. I wouldn't share it with anybody. Yeah. And it took me sharing it with one person, a friend. Um, who then said, hey, 
when are you going to do that podcast? It's like, ah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, great woman. Um, She actually, you met her, CG. And uh, she's like, hey, I see your microphone. You know, through her, as she was teaching a yoga class, and she could see my microphone through Zoom. Again, the technology allowed people to come come into your home and be a part of where you are. So it's like, oh, he's going to do a podcast. And she told the other students, I was like, oh, <laughs> now I'm on the spot. And then communicating with me, why haven't you started? What's going on? and having me name my fears, my resistance. Mm-hmm. Then I reached out to you and yeah. some other people and we had similar passions. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay, this is cool. And then I, I spoke to another person, Amy, who did the uh, ceremony with me this past weekend. And she was the one who told me the uh, platform to use. But look at how all of this is lining up. Yeah. The synchronicity are no mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing about passion is also that you just do it for the sake of doing it. You know, it's not about making money. It's not about being famous. I'm a writer, so I write. I need to write. I need to write just for the sake of writing because I love writing And then, of course, when it's finished, I don't want to keep it for myself and I publish. But, you know, it's not my aim to publish or to be a famous writer or to sell so many books or whatever. I just need to write because it's in my DNA that I'm an artist or a writer. Yeah. And whatever comes from it, we'll see. You have to be in the unknown also there. <laughs> you do. That surrender is huge. Yeah. Letting go yeah. of your belief. Yeah. Yeah, so also what happened for me when I started, you know, I was a journalist before, so I wrote for magazines and then I quit because it was not really fulfilling anymore. And then I started to write my book. So no much, well, at least... In a, in a few years, no money came in and we had very little, we have very little money. And at the same time, I was just writing. And, and in the end, maybe not, it maybe was not a bestseller. So not like thousands of people bought it, but it really um, helped my practice build. So, so many people read it and then they came to my practice. So then I started to do the healings and readings. So, you know, you don't know where it's going to land or how you you have to do it (laughs) and you have to be, you know, you have to bring it into contact also with others. So they know about it because I can keep my writing to myself or I can publish and then see what comes out of it. And and especially for all the writers out there, it's such a, you know, such a great time to be a writer now because we can publish so easily and, 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 and uh, distribute and 
also the printing, you know, there's the print on demand and you, you don't have to, you know, invest. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm now investing a whole lot of money, but you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. You can also, you know, publish just for the people who are interested in your subject and then print on demand one by one. So, yeah, this is a great age, you know, to to bring anything that's inside into the outer world and then, yeah of course you have to build an audience and everything but we all have the possibilities to do that now absolutely it's it's a different world for sure and i also believe in giving back hmm. yeah so that's part of my passion too um, going through graduate school i became a mentor for a high school in Miami, uh, some of the toughest high schools, um, and also a middle school in Miami. And you go in as a as a, uh, a mentor. These are kids who look up to you. Some of their circumstances uh, are not great. Yeah. I would often take in snacks or protein bars and things like that for myself. So I was so into fitness and I didn't know how long I was between my meals. And I would see how the kids were, were they were hungry or, or, so you're there with them and they're looking up to you and, and uh, they talk to you about, hey, how did you get to college? Or how did you get here? And just sharing the story. Yeah. Of, and they see the similarities between their lives and your life. Okay, so I can go to college too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the university where I went to grad school offered a day where or it might have been a week. I think it was a week where the kids from the middle school would come and spend all day with their mentor, going to different classes, sitting in on the classes, learning from the professors, and then going to the, uh, the cafeteria, sitting down. And I'm um, sitting in, listening, taking and absorbing what it's like to be a college student, what it's like to be in this environment, what it's like so that they can start to reprogram their thinking. Yeah. So I think that's a big piece Yeah. because it feeds you and it's like, oh, wow, I want, I want more of that. I love the look on their faces. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The thing comes up for me now is, is, is not really related to this, but I, I don't think that I had a lot of examples in my life. You know, there, I've done it all by myself. So that's also what I can teach people to do it all by yourself and to go deep inside and then bring it up and bring it forth through you. But, but now I'm at the point where I see that my passion is about creating these energetic spaces you know, but like five years ago or 10 years ago, <laughs> I didn't know that. I wasn't even aware of my ability. Mm -hmm. There was no, there was no example for that. You know, of course we had Barbara Brennan at school, but still that was different because you were in the same space with her and it was not well, maybe the goddess meditations were about creating energetic spaces, but 
like you can really initiate people in these energetic spaces. But that's so, you know, so not in our consciousness or not normal or, you know, who would I have been looking up to? <laughs> there was nobody for me to, you know, create this passion of mine. So that's also, you know, when you go deep inside, you will find it. But it might be something so different than whatever you pictured for yourself or what beyond your imagination. So that's the beauty of passion, I guess, that the manifestation will be beyond your, man, uh, your, beyond your imagination. Yeah. Think of all of the great inventors yeah they didn't have anyone to look up to no you know they had um, a passion they had a calling they had a vision yeah or, you know they had a dream or they listened to a guidance or something yeah. something came to them yeah they wanted to stop living in the dark yeah <laughs> things like that yeah um, but it's also it's always connected then to energy or to you know to like a spiritual dimension of who you are or like um, something beyond what you from your personality you can imagine mm -hmm. yeah so also Einstein you know like he was not he was really connected to the energetic dimensions absolutely so that's like his intuition about solving a problem is not connected to you know to his mental abilities but more <laughs> to his you know to his connection maybe your his his seventh chakra or sixth like connected really to the divine or yeah something well, his, out of this world <laughs> his um, famous saying is imagination is more important or more powerful than knowledge yeah so he had a great imagination he would fantasize he would ask himself questions and then he would fantasize about it or imagine yeah. it yeah and i believe that he was tapping into another dimension or another yeah realm. yeah so yeah i think that the steps are basic ask yourself the question what are you passionate about definitely do the inner work the grounding to stabilize yourself overcome your fears whatever those beliefs are um, and then tap into your longing yeah and notice like you were saying you're being fed by by your career or your job yeah if you're not being nourished by where where you currently are then definitely have to make changes and yeah. sometimes that includes people yeah go out of your comfort zone yeah, challenge yourself. Yeah, that's have, that's have what they say. Yeah? <laughs> out of your out of your comfort zone, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, and have somebody who's a good friend who's going to keep you accountable. Yeah, yeah. And then reach out to somebody who who may know something, or at least would support you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 And then trust, surrender, let yeah. go, 
do it because you enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't let, you know, don't give your power away to other people. Don't and don't compare yourself with others. You know, that's very important. You know, when I was at Barbara Brennan, I I noticed that I compared myself a lot with other people because they were more psychic than I was, or whatever. Usually that. <laughs> yeah. All the time. <laughs> Happened all the time. And then when I stopped doing that, I could really tap into my own potential. Yeah, you don't compare yourself with others. Just maybe you may be jealous of somebody, but that's also because they have something that you have, which you may be not living yet. The golden shadow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I I know that um, I would love for you to speak to my year four students and tell them that very thing. Stop comparing themselves to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not helpful. It's not helpful. And and you are born with your own passions and your own potential and your own, you know, environment where you can learn all the lessons you need to learn. And, you know, it's it's totally different from anybody else. So and it's, your own gifts. Yeah, it's all inside. So <laughs> it's not helpful if you try to, you know, steal the gifts of others. <laughs> You steal it? No, but you can try to. <laughs> you can, but you can try to. <laughs> well, just become aware of those people who, who want to keep you um, in the same place because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. I've seen that a lot being in the fitness industry where um, one person says, I'm going to get in shape. And they start losing weight and looking good and feeling good. And they their friends uh, saying negative things to them. Why are you getting up so early? Oh, yeah. What are you doing? And they sarcastic remarks. Yeah. And then that person, you know, yeah. they go back, they revert yeah. back to the old way. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be really, you know, ready to take your own path. Yeah, not care about what everybody says. It's your path. It's your longing and your unique path leads you right to it. That's right. And do whatever, have fun, play with many different things. Yeah. And I like what I just said. I'm going to write that. Play. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Play. Play, yes. Yeah. 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 Anything else that you would want to tell anybody who is Yeah, maybe, you know, that, that, you know, you really want to live your passion. And when you don't, you feel unfulfilled. So as long as you feel unfulfilled, you're not trying, at least trying to live your passion. You still, you start by trying, by just start trying and go step by step. Yeah. Yeah. Like with our previous guest. Alison Santini doing her thing, following her passion, yeah. a fitness person. Yeah. And then Evgenia and following her passion yeah. to explore her inner sexual yeah. and sensual 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel frustrated, then you have to make changes. <laughs> Say more about that frustration. <laughs> Another topic. <laughs> Another topic. <laughs> it's really like, you know, like helping you to make changes. Yeah. Fear and frustration. They are like your, your helpers. Yeah. Absolutely. I love how you said that. They're allies, they're helpers. Yeah. They keep you on track. Yeah. Yeah. And every morning, just for me, I like to wake up and I'm grateful. Yeah. First thing I say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> still here. I'm tired as hell. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So whenever you have any questions, when you are a listener, we have this email address, Haruna. <laughs> What's the email address? Sensei570 at gmail.com. And then we have my good friend Hermelaine's address. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that <laughs> because, you know, too many a risk of failing. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 just ask that. your questions or follow us on Instagram and ask your questions. It's really Absolutely. nice. It's really Corona nice. Goals on Instagram. Yeah. And Hermelijn van der Meijden. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Reach out to me and I'll yeah. pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. It has been fun again talking to you. Oh. Always, always. Yeah. Pleasure. See you next time. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>